Let's revisit uh, one of our top stories today. As you uh, learned yesterday, the federal government approved the Port of Vancouver's proposal to build a second container ship terminal at the mouth of the Fraser River. It'll be built um, uh, in Tawasant, the Roberts Bank uh, Terminal. The, the project is called the Roberts Bank Terminal 2 project. It will increase uh, the port's capacity by 50% and double the port's current footprint as well. Uh, critics have said it'll destroy 177 uh, hectares um, uh, of an estuary where there are more than 100 species already at risk uh, to local extinction. extinction. Uh, the project itself is subject to 370 legally binding conditions to protect the environment. We did speak to Robin Sylvester, the president and CEO of the Vancouver Fraser Port Authority yesterday once this announcement came um, in the afternoon. Take a listen. Well, this is a really significant milestone. As you, as you said in your introduction, this is a, it's a project that's been going through environmental assessment process for a long time, in fact, nearly 10 years. It's been going through the federal environmental assessment process, the most robust environmental assessment process in Canada. And it's a really key milestone for the project to get the positive decision from the federal government today, allowing the project to move forward. And it, it's significant for the region. I mean, it's going to mean moving forward towards construction, creating 18,000 construction jobs. And more than that, once the project's operational, 17,000 good-paying supply chain-related jobs in the region that are going to last into the long term. That is Robin Sylvester, President and CEO of the Vancouver Fraser Port Authority. He spoke to us yesterday as this story broke. There is, uh, needless to say, a significant amount of opposition to this project, uh, environmental opposition, um, the scientific community, uh, labour groups as well, as we uh, heard at the 3 o'clock hour. Joining me now is Roger Emsley, he's the executive director of the Against Port Expansion Community Group. Uh, Roger, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm uh, very pleased that uh, you invited me to discuss this devastating project. Why don't you like it? Well, first of all, I'm disgusted and angry, um, but very angry. Mm-hmm. Why don't I like it? Mm-hmm. Two reasons. First of all, This project was approved on two falsehoods. Um, Minister Alcabra yesterday said uh, the assessment was a robust science-based assessment, Mm -hmm. yet the decision ignored the government scientists. What the government scientists said was the decision and those conditions that uh, you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. that's 180 degrees from the government science advice, and the situation is irretrievable. Mm-hmm. What Environment Canada scientists now expect is the practical extinction of the entire Western sandpiper species. Uh, the federal government was fully briefed by their science, and they ignored it. Mm-hmm. That's the first falsehood. The second falsehood You've heard it a number of times from uh, CEO Sylvester, but again, it was repeated yesterday by the transport minister, that being that Vancouver will run out of container terminal capacity by the late 2020s. Mm-hmm. Simply not true. If you look at the first quarter of 2023, container volumes are down by 15.3% per- compared to 2022. Mm -hmm. If you look at last year, container volumes were down 
on uh, based on the year before that. In fact, full container loads, because this port also handles a heck of a lot of empty containers, and we see these stacked all over the lower mainland. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the full container loads, last year, this port handled about 2.5 million full containers. It handled more than that 10 years ago in 2013. So this is, let's let's deal with the secondary issue, first of all, in regards to the container capacity. This, in your mind, is a longer-term trend decline because of the trends in the shipping industry in in your mind some have said look this is the west coast the united states is dealing with this as well in many cases uh, they're using the panama canal because it was widened many years ago now uh, and they're using uh, i guess the eastern seaboard uh, in in the u.s yes i mean there are a number of factors first of all and perhaps what the listeners don't realize is this port handles a significant percentage of U.S. containers. Adds nothing to the Canadian economy, um, but they handle, and it, it has been as high as 25%. Now, what is happening, as you indicated, there's more and more containers are now going via the Panama to Gulf and East Coast ports. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it than that. Um, China with its Belt uh, Road and Rail project, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is starting to invest in Mexico. They're building warehouses uh, and logistics infrastructure in Mexico. They have at least one, and I think it may even be perhaps two, they own and operate two container terminals in Mexico. So what we're going to be seeing more and more is containers that used to go via Vancouver, will skip the West Coast. Some will perhaps, and certainly the Chinese, perhaps will go to uh, the Mexican ports. And more and more, we're going to see that West Coast traffic disappear uh, and go through the Panama to Gulf and East Coast ports. Mr. Elmsley, what do you say to the argument that, look, um, this is the trend today and now? Trends can ebb and flow. Uh, This may be a long-term trend, as you're saying, uh, but it can come back as well. But ultimately, we are a growing nation, number one. North America continues to grow. 60% of humanity lives in Asia. Um, We we still are heavily reliant and connected to uh, our supply supply chains connected to to, to Asia, not just China, but uh, Japan and Korea and perhaps India and many other nations like Indonesia and in Southeast Asia. That ultimately, that ultimately, we still have to have a robust port system and a, continue, a support system that has to grow, especially where we are geographically located, that whatever the, the, the declines are today and now, and maybe for the next 10 or 15 years, they can come back and they can reverse as well. What do you say to that argument that we still need to move forward because of that reason? We do and will eventually need to for, move forward, but you don't do it by destroying the West Coast's most important ecosystem, What you do and what private investment is trying to do is to look at alternative locations. And the prime location is Prince Rupert. Prince Rupert has one container terminal now operated by Dubai Ports World. They are expanding that container terminal. And they have recently announced that they plan to build a second container terminal We'll start off with perhaps 2 million additional containers. It can go as high as 5 million. Now, Rupert is 
two sailing days closer to Asia, doesn't have the environmental issues which are well known and recognized in uh, the Fraser Estuary, has an easier run across the Rockies because the majority of what Vancouver handles goes east, either eastern Canada and or eastern United States. Mm -hmm. The federal government in 2008 had three experts do a thorough analysis of port and port capacities on the West Coast. Their number one recommendation, expand Prince Rupert to its maximum potential before you do any further expansion in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And this government is ignoring that. It's ignoring the scientists, and it's going to mean the elimination, the extinction of a number of species, orcas, Southern resident killer whales, for starters, western sandpipers, and others. Mr. Emsley, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to chatting with you on this issue in the future because it is not going to be going away anytime soon. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.